Hey guys, and welcome back to the channel. Well, this isn't the start that Nadal would have wanted at the ATP Tour Finals, losing in straight sets to Taylor Fritz in his opening round-robin game. What a performance from Taylor Fritz. Before we get into it, remember to hit that like button and do subscribe if you are new. Also, do remember to leave a rating or review if you are listening on a podcast platform. Taylor Fritz has arguably played his best match this year. Uh, he's played some very, very good tennis throughout the year, and that's why he finds himself in the ATP Tour Finals this year. Uh, I know he came in because Alcaraz uh, pulled out injured, but he was actually ranked number eight. Djokovic, though, given that he's won a, um, a Grand Slam, made his way in, although um, I think for Fritz, he deserves to be here. And, and this is proof of that. Before we get into Nadal and, and talk a, a little bit about him, I think we need to give full credit to Taylor Fritz because he played a really, really good match, as I said. And when I say that this was his best match, there's a couple of factors as to why I think this is his best performance of the year. The first one is the serve. I think uh, I said in my preview that he serves big. We know that. Uh, and he will win some free points on serve, but doesn't always hit his spots as consistently as I think he should. He did that in this match. He hit his spots beautifully. Uh, he really did. Um, and just really served with confidence and precision throughout the two sets against Nadal uh, in this opening match. And I was extremely impressed with the way that he served against uh, someone who, you know, some people will argue that he's the best returner of all time. Um, others, you know, will just say, uh, as a fact anyway, that he has won the most return games from a percentage point of view anyway uh, in history. So I think, you know, the surface and the conditions, we'll go into that a bit more, um, and why I guess that could have been a contributor, which I alluded to in the preview. Uh, I have to also then put my hands up and say, I said Nadal in three sets and I was wrong. Could have been three sets if Nadal had won that first set tiebreaker. I think he still would have lost today, given how Fritz was playing, because not only was he serving extremely well, he was absolutely crunching the ball from the back of the court. I mean, he was hitting the ball so cleanly in the baseline exchanges and he was getting the better of the baseline exchanges. Uh, and that's what was extremely impressive. He was actually bullying Nadal from the back of the court uh, with his power and precision. And he was just timing the ball so well off both wings, forehand and backhand. And it was a sight to behold. Even as a Rafa fan, look, I have to appreciate great tennis. And it was. It really was great tennis from Taylor Fritz. I'm a tennis fan first and foremost. And... He played some phenomenal tennis, I have to say. And it was great to see, honestly, because, you know, I said in my preview that he's really come on leaps and bounds in the last few years. And this was a clinical display. He definitely played some high-risk tennis from the back of the court at times, I have to say, even, uh, you know, on serve as well. But what happened is it paid off. Uh, so he, he made quite a few risks, or sorry, took quite a few risks, but... They paid dividends. Uh, and, and maybe on another day it, it wouldn't have, but 
Uh, today it did. And a lot of players, when they play Nadal on these quicker surfaces, uh, we've seen people do it at Wimbledon in the past, and we've seen other tournaments as well, uh, where they're hard court or faster indoor courts. Uh, they'll come out and they'll try and blow them away from the blow him away from the back of the court. And we've seen, we've seen Chorich do it recently, um, of course. And uh, I guess you can say we've seen Tommy Paul do it as well. Uh, this is actually Nadal's first. Uh, well, this is Nadal's third consecutive loss, and it's the first time since I think 2009 that that's happened. I don't know if we can read into that too much, but either way, uh, an interesting stat. And also what's an interesting stat is the fact that he's lost to three uh, Americans uh, in those losses as well. Uh, Francis TFO at the US Open, Tommy Paul uh, in Paris, and now Taylor Fritz here in Turin. All with quite different games, but uh, what they all do possess is baseline prowess they do and, and they're very good from the back of the court uh, and also all three players hit their spots on serve uh, whilst during the matches anyway against Nadal <clears throat> for Taylor Fritz as well what really impressed me was his ability to be brave in those moments and as I said he took those risks but he went very close to the lines in a lot of the exchanges uh, and it paid off uh, and as I said that might not always pay off against other opponents. But I think against Nadal, he not necessarily rolled the dice, but, well, no, I think that's the right thing. So he rolled the dice, but it was a calculated roll. Um, he, he knew, you know, that he would, that he was feeling the ball nicely. Um, he was clearly timing the ball well. And so he backed himself to go flatter on the forehand and backhand uh, and try and really get through the court. And he did. Uh, he was hitting the ball a lot bigger than than Nadal, and Nadal just struggled to time the ball on the backhand side, especially. Uh, there was a lack of timing. He wasn't really getting through the court. His forehand as well, I mean, I think they showed the average speeds, and his forehand was, I think, if I'm not mistaken, at 73 miles an hour. Fritz was hitting it around 76, 77. Um, backhand side was actually hitting it harder than Nadal at 75. Fritz was a bit less, but... In saying that, Fritz maybe not hitting it quite as hard speed-wise, but he's hitting it a lot flatter. Uh, so on this surface, <clears throat> where obviously it's a lower bouncing, uh, skiddier surface, uh, that gives you, I think, a lot more purchase when you go flatter. Also, he was going flatter uh, down the line quite a bit as well. And, and I just think his backhand is such a solid tool. Uh, and he got a lot of success with it because Nadal was going cross-court with the forehand, trying to lasso that forehand, and it just wasn't flat or deep enough. And Fritz would step in and then get on the front foot, and he utilized the into-out forehand into Nadal's forehand really well, which uh, everyone knows if you're able to open up the Nadal forehand defensively, then you're in, the get you're in a good position. And the into-out forehand from Fritz uh, was working a treat uh, with the mixture of also going cross-court with the backhand. And... Nadal struggled really to gain a stranglehold in a lot of the rallies, uh, and that's why he came out second best today. What I would also say is the courts are very quick. Like I'm talking very, very quick. That at the first four, first, well, yeah, maybe the first four games, both players were just serving, um, hitting their spots barely any rallies. I mean, very, very, very short games, short points. 
And I was thinking, this is rapid because uh, what would happen is someone hit a good serve in and then they might get a short return and they, the play would just swat it away. No chance of the uh, opponent getting it back into play. Uh, it just whizzed past them. Uh, of course, as the match wore on, they started to read each other's games more. And then we got those longer exchanges. But even then, Fritz was coming out on top on them. Uh, so it was just, it was interesting. Uh, one thing actually, though, I'm just thinking about now that I didn't really see a tool uh, from either player, actually, is a drop shot, which is interesting. Now, double hit that you know, a few times in a match. And I wonder whether that could have been something to change it up a little bit. And uh, he utilized a short slice against Medvedev in the Australian Open. And I mentioned it in my preview. He didn't, he didn't utilize either um, in this match. And I wonder whether it's because uh, I know that they were talking about the altitude and the way that the ball flies uh, here in Turin as well. So I wonder whether he just wasn't feeling like he had enough control today uh, to actually implement that game plan because uh, he wasn't slicing as much as I was expecting in the first set, uh, which again, you know, he lost in a tiebreaker, so it could have gone either way, but Fritz played a very clutch tiebreaker. Nadal double faulted in the first point. Fritz hit some very, very big serves um, and then ended up, of course, winning that tiebreaker 7-3. For Nadal, though, yeah, I mean, the one weakness I pointed out about Taylor Fritz in my preview was his ability at the net and trying to defend the net. And didn't really have to do that, honestly. He didn't. He, there was a couple of points when he came to the net, but he was the one really in control. Uh, Nadal, if he was able to drag him in with a short slice, I just wonder whether Taylor Fritz would have struggled to hit that back end at his ankles, for example, um, and then approach the net. And how good would the approach have been? Probably not good enough to, you know, force a Nadal error. It might have forced Nadal to hit a forehand or backhand that, uh, you know, gives Fritz a volley on overhead potentially. But in saying that, I reckon Nadal more often than not will come out on top on the, in those exchanges. Uh, and he did something very, very similar against Medvedev. It was very, very effective. Uh, so I wonder, wonder whether <clears throat> it was just the conditions or maybe he just didn't want to utilize that tactic against Fritz. Which, in my opinion, he should have if he was able to, that is. Then we can talk about the return position of Nadal because, interestingly, for the first half, I would say, at least of the first set, Nadal's standing quite far up, similar to what he did against Tommy Paul. Now, I said I think that he would end up standing further back into his more natural return position, given how big Taylor Fritz serves. But no, he didn't. Uh, then he had one game where he stood further back and I think he felt a bit more comfortable. So then he reverted to type. Um, I think it was midway through that first set onwards. Um, there were then moments though in the second set where he was actually standing back on the baseline for the most the majority of that second set. So, or, or just behind the baseline. Uh, and what Fritz did really well is when Nadal was standing up, he would put a bit more on that second serve. It was up to, I think, 103 miles an hour. And then when Nadal would go back for the second serve, he would drop it down below the 100-mile-per-hour mark with more spin, more kick, and Nadal would then have to really find timing, especially on that backhand side, uh, and he struggled to do so. And he was so far back that defensively, it was, it was very, very hard for Nadal to be able to cover the ground, and Fritz was utilizing 
uh, you know, great one plus plays, great angles, and getting a lot of success on those as well. So it just, I don't necessarily think Nadal played a bad match. Do I think he played a great match? No. Do I think he played a good match in terms of his, you know, his level? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he played a good one, but Fritz was just too good and he took the racket out of Nadal's hand. Um, and if this was any other surface genuinely than indoor hard, I think we can probably say that Nadal is expected to win. If he doesn't win, then actually uh, it's because his level has been too low. But in this instance, on in on this surface, I don't think that's the case. I, I don't think that Nadal playing, uh, you know, not particularly, you know, even playing some good tennis is able to still mentally and physically come out on top against these guys. I think these guys know that uh, this is his weakest surface. He's vulnerable here. And Taylor Fritz took advantage of that in the most efficient way possible, honestly. I mean, it was impressive to see. Um, it really, really was. And I was impressed with his victory. Especially the way actually... At 4-1, I think it was. He stepped on the gas and tried to get the double break, and he had a couple of breakpoint opportunities that he missed, but he kept on plugging away and ended up getting the break in the end. Um, a honourable mention to Nadal, I think it was start of the second set, hit an unbelievable backhand smash, one of the shots of the, of the tournament, one of the shots of the year. Um, it was that good. And the the best thing for Taylor Fritz is his mental capacity in these in these moments, by the way, because there are a lot of games where Nadal would win the first point on the return games and he'd win it in good fashion. And then you think, oh, what's going to happen here? Will Fritz kind of fold a little bit? No. He would come up with the goods with either an ace or an unreturnable and he'd wrap up the game. He might be love 15 down, 15, 30 down. After that, then Nadal would want to get a look in. He wouldn't. And like, I don't think there were any break points opportunities, if I'm not mistaken. We'll go into that now, actually. So you can see here, aces pretty similar for both. Eight and seven, eight in favor of Taylor Fritz. Four double faults for Nadal. One costing one in that tiebreaker. First set percentage, both very high at 71% and 69% respectively. Nadal, 71%. First set points and one. 76% for Nadal, 80% for Fritz. Second serve points won, 40% for Nadal, 78% for Fritz. He only lost four points behind the second serve. And that tells you there's something wrong there because Nadal shouldn't be conceding so many points on second serve return points. That's just crazy. Breaking points saved, 7 out of 9 for Nadal, and Fritz didn't even have to face one. Incredible. Uh, when it's unforced errors, you can see this is a big difference here, 18 to 22. So maybe he didn't play a good match, maybe he played an okay match. Uh, Fritz, 23 to 10, though, very, very impressive. Net points won, 5 out of 8 for Nadal, 6 out of 9 for Taylor Fritz. And I did say in my preview I'd like Nadal to come to the net, and he only did it right at the end of the second set when he, I think, knew he was going to lose or was losing, is already a breakdown by that point. I'm not sure why he didn't utilize it more in the first set, or just generally throughout the match, because he's a very, very good volleyer. Um, and, I, and I found it bizarre that he only cho 
chose to do it kind of as a last ditch change of tactic. Um, and yeah, the the question around why didn't he try to drag Fritz forward in awkward positions, you know, remains to be seen why was it the conditions, was it just that Nadal didn't think that was the right game plan. Uh, in my opinion, it would have been. Um, of course, you don't overuse it, but you utilize it at times, and I think it would have given them some sort of joy. Uh, but for Fritz, though, an incredible victory. And I did say that I thought this match would determine who goes in second. But in saying that, Kasparud beat Felix earlier today in straight sets. So this group is now wide open completely. Uh, but a fantastic win for Taylor Fritz. So, uh, you know, kudos to him. And as I said, yeah, hitting his spots beautifully. We talked about the four, uh, from the back of the court, how efficient he's been as well. Uh, yeah, the, the four-court game, you know, can be improved, but they need to utilize it today because he was just hitting so big, so clean, so close to the lines. Nothing really else to say. And what really impressed me as well was the fact that when Adol would hit anything, anything floaty and deep, he would get into the position so early to load and then would crunch the next shot for a winner or unreturnable um it was just so impressive um the forehand that he was utilizing uh it was, it was really really good and i thoroughly enjoyed the match honestly uh, it was a great watch uh, but thank you very much guys that's all from me uh for nadar i mean he'll have to think about how he's gonna adapt because he'll need to win <coughs> sorry excuse me his next two games i would imagine to have a chance of qualifying but in, anyway in the end great win for fritz uh guys remember to that like button and do subscribe if you're new also do consider becoming a member and also do leave a rating or review if you're listening or watching on a podcast platform thank you very much guys stay safe and well